You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hello, freedom-loving Americans. This is Skip Correll on the Home Defense Show. Welcome back. It's been a week, and I just can't wait to dig into all the stuff that we have today. But first, of course, we talk about my personal life. What have I been doing? Well, aside from all the regular stuff, you know, teaching college writing, uh, two radio shows, volunteering for the sheriff's office, uh, White Feather Press, Midwest Tactical Training, raising a wife and kids. Aside from all of that, I've been remodeling our home. Uh, i got to tell you, I just finished it last night, and it's not professional, but it's done. And I'm not going to do any more work on it. Uh, it's just, it feels good. I've got solid oak flooring down. And I've got knotty pine on the walls. It looks good. I feel good about it. And I am just glad to have it done. Of course, now my wife says, oh, now you can do Amethyst's room and then Phoenix and Cedar's room. And she just keeps going. It's like the more I do, the more there is to do. I I don't understand this whole honeydew list. It, it, It never, ever ends. What's going to happen to me? Uh, she's turning me into a carpenter. Regardless, it is nice to have it done, and it's cheaper doing it myself. Aside from that, I am just waiting for winter to be over. It seems like it will never end. Hey, it'll be done soon. And I'll be out there planting the garden. And In the meantime, have you been watching the news? It's like the whole world is going crazy. The world is going berserk. I I saw a big upswing in my concealed carry classes this month, and I think what it was, and um, Mark Walters from Armed American Radio, uh, he interviewed me on his show yesterday, and we were talking about that. Because remember I told you last November, right after Trump's election, my classes went way, way down. And they stayed down uh, went up a tiny bit in January, went up more in February. Now in March, they're going up quite a bit more. And I think people are realizing, gosh, the euphoria is over. The Trump euphoria is over. And he's not going to solve all of our problems. He can't keep us safe. Which, the idea that he can keep us safe is ludicrous. You should never outsource your personal protection, folks. You just shouldn't do it. Uh, The government cannot protect you. They are not required to protect you, and they don't have the ability to protect you. In order for the the government to be able to protect you, you would have to have a police officer assigned to every man, woman, and child in the country. Kind of like the Soviet Union. Do you really want that? That's a police state. Just go ahead, bite the bullet, no pun intended, get your training, then get your gun so that you can protect yourself and your family. It's your job. That is job one. Okay, enough soapbox. Uh, let's go into the news here. Oh, okay, I am at uh, policeone.com. Florida deputy beaten and choked during a fight. Uh, the deputy was injured after he was attacked while trying to break up fight between fans after a soccer game. 
Oh, man, I tell you, soccer games are the worst. I was a high school and college uh, soccer official for 15 years. I did 200 games a year. Some of the worst ones I did were, were in Detroit, and they were the ethnic games. Uh, I was working the, uh, oh, the, the Persian League over there, and, man, I got to tell you, people from third-world countries playing soccer are not nice to each other. And they have very little respect for the rule of law. Uh, I, I did it one summer, and then I stopped doing it simply because, you know, if I keep doing this, I'm going to get hurt. Uh, you have to understand that people in third world countries don't think the way Americans born and bred here in America think. We have more of a, a respect for rule of law. But over in a third world country, hey, it's tooth fang and claw. It's, uh, you know, law of the jungle. They see a lot more death. People die from starvation, from violence, from, you know, whether it's ISIS or a military coup. They don't have the same mindset that Americans do. And when they come over to America, they don't magically change as soon as they enter the country. There's not something in the water here that makes people nice and civilized. There is a very thin veneer of civilization that we have here in America, and it doesn't take much to strip it off. A soccer game, a football game, a hockey game, anything like that can set it off. All right here, Orange County deputy was injured after being attacked while trying to break up a fight between fans, blah, blah, blah. The deputy, who wasn't immediately identified, was working extra duty for the Orlando PD at the Orlando City Soccer Home opener. After the game ended, deputy... Uh, okay, tried to break up a large fight. That's fine if you respect the rule of law, but if you respect the rule of law, you're not going to be fighting anyways, right? Several people involved in the fight started striking and choking the deputy until assisting units arrived. I watched the video on this, folks. It was nasty. And uh, the deputy was in full uniform. It was an unprovoked attack. Three suspects were arrested. Uh, they have not been identified. I watched the video on this because this whole article was a little fishy to me. Whenever someone uh, writes an article and they don't identify the gender uh, of the victim or the attackers or they don't uh, identify the race of uh, the attackers, that tells me that there's some political motiv motivation. I read this whole article. I have no idea uh, other than this person was a deputy, that's all I know, and that the that there were attackers, that's all I know. I, I watched the video. Most of these attackers, they uh, appeared to be um, either of uh, Arab descent or um, Mexican descent, Latino, some type of Hispanic descent, and uh, typically that's who is most involved in the, and most interested. In soccer games, uh, because that's you know they it's, that's their uh, home game, their home sport. Uh, most of the rest of the world doesn't play baseball, doesn't play uh, uh, football, anything. You know, football to the rest of the world is soccer, and they are fanatical about it. Um, I mean, referees die um, out on the field um, if they make the wrong call in places. Uh, in the rest of the world. So, I guess what we're seeing here 
Not a whole lot of other information. Deputy was taken to the hospital with a leg injury, but is expected to be okay. Wow. Fortunately, there were other police on site, and they got there on time to, because they may have killed this guy. Here in Florida, it says at least 12 officers have been shot or shot at since the start of 2017, leaving one dead and three injured. You know, the breakdown of the moral fabric in our society will strip away the veneer of civilization, folks. That's what we see happening. It's happening in urban centers all over America. But it's just a reflection of what's been happening in the rest of the world for, for decades and decades. But, hey, coming to a city near you. Like I said before, I always say it. Get out of the city. Get out of the city. Get out of the city. All right. What else do we have here? Okay. Here's something right here. Uh, again, in policeone.com. I got a lot of good stuff from them. I like that website. It gives the, the cop's point of view, which uh, is, a, is a good balance for me. But I love this article. Chicago is very proud this morning. They're boasting. Chicago almost goes a full week without a fatal shooting. <laughs> I mean, what, what? something to brag about, huh? Chicago nearly went a full week without a fatal shooting. Wow. The Chicago Sun-Times and the Chicago Tribune reported the city had passed such a milestone on Sunday morning for the first time in more than five years. That, that just amazes me. Uh, a city can't go a week without killing someone. However, that was before the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office on Sunday afternoon reported the homicide of 22-year-old Antoine D. Watkins from multiple gunshot wounds. Police say they found him lying face down Saturday in a vacant lot about a block from where he lived in the Austin neighborhood. Uh, before that fatal shooting, the last one had occurred February 26th. Chicago... You almost made it, Chicago. You almost made it a full week without killing one of your citizens. The newspapers report the city has recorded more than 100 homicides so far this year. Man, you know, don't don't even get me going on, on that. I just, you know, get out of the city. I keep telling you folks, get out of the city. But you stay there and you're thinking, oh, you know, right before everything goes to hell in a handbasket, I'll leave, and it'll be okay. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I'm telling you, if you're in the city and you're not willing to get out, you probably ought to make some plans. Have have a fallback position, and it won't be my house. So get that thought out of your head right now. Okay, what else do we have here? Seems like I saw something else. Okay, here's another one. Again, from... Uh, Police1.com. <laughs> this one sounds funny. Fleeing fugitive runs into SWAT canine training exercise. This is out of Provo, Utah. Ah, I don't get to Provo very often. A fleeing fugitive took a wrong turn and ended up in police custody after running into a canine and SWAT training exercise. Uh, Derek... Nelson, 39, failed to appear for a scheduled check-in with his probation officer on February 22. Uh, adult probation and parole officials recognized Nelson's car Thursday and attempted to pull over the vehicle. Nelson and two other passengers fled the scene on foot. <laughs> Here's a quote. 
It helps when fugitives run right into a crowd of 30 SWAT officers and three canine units who just happen to be training in the area. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. Nelson was on parole for charges related to theft, forgery, and possession of a forgery device. One other suspect was also detained after triggering a soft lockdown at a local elementary school. <laughs> you know, I, I so much wish I could have been there to watch that. Can you imagine the, the look on that guy's face? It's like, I'm going to get away. I'm going to get away. Oh, look, I'm getting away. Ah, the cops can't catch me. Oh, crap. <laughs> 30 SWAT guys and uh, and three police dogs. I mean, just chew the man up, tase him, pepper spray him, beat him with billy clubs. Well, they didn't do any of that, but it, it would have been fun to watch. Just... Seeing the you know the look on that guy's face, the deer in the headlights look when a bad guy runs into thirty SWAT guys and three police dogs. What a what a great day in the annals of uh, law enforcement. Okay, folks, that's about all we have on the news. We're about out of time for that, but we have uh, in segment two and three coming up. We have author Doug Giles. This guy is wild and crazy. He, he uh, is totally different than than most of the rest of the world. He has written a book called Pussification, the Effeminization of the American Male. And we're going to talk about how the effeminization of the American male has made America less safe. Stay tuned. We will be back in a couple of minutes. This is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. Stay alert. Stay alive. This is Phoenix Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. He's my dad. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. All right, uh, freedom-loving Americans, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. We have a special guest with us this morning, all the way from Texas. This is author Doug Giles. Uh, Doug, uh, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Skip, what's shaking? <laughs> well, there's a lot shaking. It's not my body. If I shake it too hard, it'll break. But, uh, hey. I'm you know, with you on that, man. No, yeah, I know. You know, I'm still looking for the upside of old. I mean, I've got more wisdom, but I just can't do anything with it. I'm just, 
Here's here's what uh, you, you know. I'm a Christian man, and um, but I, I'm I'm starting to have a little problem with God. If if I'm going to have profuse uh, hair growing in my ear, and if my uh, and if my hair, my eyebrows, if like five or six of them are going to go crazy and outgrow like by ten times my other eyebrows, and uh, and I'm going to slowly turn fifty shades of gray. Um, then I should not get I should not get pimples anymore. That's all I got to say. I just I, I don't understand that. Freaking going gray, going bald, uh, got wild hairs growing out of moles everywhere, and I still have pimples. I I don't know, man. I'm trying to not get bitter. I'm trying not praying through Psalms, but I just don't understand why the Lord would uh, have those things occur at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm hearing you. Well, you know, I was... Anyway. In the first, first segment, uh, uh, Doug, we were talking about, you know, uh, rampant crime, uh, dangerous to society, dangerous to the family, and uh, your, your book, um, it's titled... Uh, well, well, first, before we get into that, um, give, uh, give my listeners a, a bio, just in case they haven't heard about the infamous uh, Doug Giles yet. Who are you, where are you from, what makes Doug Giles... You. Well, Skip, uh, I'm a Texan, born and raised. Uh, I had um, 20 years of, of bad judgment, though, and, and moved to South Florida for God knows why. We enjoyed it, though. It was a great time. Killed the fishing down there, man. You you missed an opportunity when I lived down there to milk those waters, buddy. You should have came down and, and flew in. We'd hit them on the, uh, on the deep water, get down on the cuts, Hammer the tarpon, go in the back country, sharks and skinny water, bonefish permit. It's delicious. Anyway, uh, I got uh, uh, originally from Texas, <laughs> moved to Miami. I uh, got tired of uh, that sunny place filled with shady people, moved back to the motherland here in Texas. I'm the author of, uh, gosh, I don't know, uh, 10 books. I'm, I'm also the um, man behind ClashDaily.com, a little blog we started four years ago that now has over 200 million page views. Hello. Didn't, didn't anticipate that uh, skip happening. Uh, my latest book is uh, Crucification, the Feminization of the American Male. I've written for Town Hall for, gosh, 12, 14 years. My stuff has appeared in the Washington Times, Daily Caller, Fox Nation, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, The Examiner, American Hunter Magazine, and ABC News. And, Skip, that ain't bad for an ex-drug user who was uh, formerly in line to be the lead role in Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you uh, you nipped that one in the in the butt. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say that um, my oldest daughter Hannah destroyed Acorn with her 2009 nation-shaking uh, video investigation, showing uh, Obama's uh, little organization. Remember, it was on his short resume as a community okay. organizer. They were given home loans for whorehouses for underage sex slaves from El Salvador, and. Uh, that those videos were the only time uh, a unanimous bipartisan vote was ever uh, served in Obama's two terms. It was to defund Acorn, and my daughter, uh, at 19, her investigation saved us 8.5 billion dollars in uh, stimulus money. And my other daughter, Regis, she's been on uh, CNN, Fox all the time, featured in Elle magazine positively as a hunter and a Second Amendment activist. Her website is girlsjustwanttohaveguns.com. So. Yeah, man, sitting pretty. I did my job. 
Yeah, well, and actually you wrote a book about that, uh, Raising Righteous and Rowdy Girls, correct? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's funny about that book, uh, which, which, uh, obviously White Feather published, um, it was, it was originally picked up by Thomas Nelson. Uh, they gave me a nice little advance, and probably the biggest one I've ever had, a uh, good chunk of change. And, um, when they supposedly got their numbers back, uh, from the previous year, they're like, oh, we can't publish anymore, uh, or as many books as we want. They killed my book. And um, the, I got I got to keep the money. They killed the book, and then I'm sitting here with my agents, like, man, you know, let's shop this elsewhere. Nobody would touch the book. People like, you know, this guy's an obnoxious cigar smoking smart aleck redneck, and he's talking about raising daughters. Who cares what he's thinking? He's not Dr. Phil. He's not Oprah. And um, then all of a sudden, Hannah's uh, Acorn investigations hit national news, and everything's going crazy. And um, they wanted to know who raised them. Yeah, well, and, and there, you know, Nelson's uh, loss was my game because, man, I, I love having you as an author, Doug. I know everything you write, it's going to sell, it's going to be worthwhile. I mean, it, it, it's a ministry. What, what you write is a ministry, uh, aside from being funny as hell. I mean, I, the stuff that you write is just hilarious. I love watching people pick up your book and leap through it because they'll just start laughing. And uh, to me, as a publisher... That, that's just that's just awesome. I, I love all your books. Yeah, to me, if you can get uh, if you can get people laughing at uh, either the concept or the uh, person I happen to be pummeling or group at that time, then uh, then you've won. You know, <laughs> yeah, you've won. Yeah. They're if they're laughing at you in derision. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you you you've won. That's why the, that's why the left, the politically correct. Uh, uh, speech and thought Nazis. That's why they hate uh, comedy. That's why they uh, are, are so uh, monitoring of every kind of subtle nuance that the right or freedom-loving people uh, say or do. That's why they can't understand when Trump uh, uh, makes a joke. They don't get it. And uh, But, you know, I love it. The more that they uh, talk, whine, and complain, the more we win. Oh, for sure, and the more books we get to write, and the more money we get to make, which I'm to change. Yeah, I had people like, "Well, what do you think about these anti-Trump protesters, man, and Madonna and Ashley Judd, and they're all going crazy and they're yapping and blathering on TV and making all kinds of chaos?" Like, let them, let them screech. I love it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm a big freedom of expression guy, big freedom of speech, First Amendment dude. Uh, so you know, it's their right to say whatever, and um, and it's <laughs> what I think. I think the more that America, even though they might be kind of apolitical and, uh, you know, not really understand conservatism or libertarian thought, I think they understand that I don't want to be that person because they look nuttier than a squirrel turd, so they just kind of steer to the right a bit. So fine with me. Well, it's just uh, it's, a, it's a new form of recreation, watching uh, the far left melt down. Uh, I just, I mean, it's sad, but it's also incredibly funny. The things that they say and, and that they do, I mean, uh, who's that one guy, uh, something with beef or something, he played on uh, Transformers, and he's having this this uh, staged uh, thing at a wall where he's got a video cam up there, and he's defending it, a protest against Trump, and I'm thinking, these people are nutty as a fruitcake. They're just crazy. I love watching them do that, 
because uh, it just makes normal people want to go, uh, you know, I don't think I want to stand next to that guy, you know. When Obama won uh, in 2008 and 2012, um, you know, I was upset. But you know what I did? I started a company. That's what I did. And uh, <laughs> you know, we, wor- we went to work uh, writing books, uh, starting a blog, and uh, trying to unseat him uh, through reason, exposing the fallacy of his policies. Uh, and that's what we did, you know. On the other hand, uh, the left, when, when they see Trump get elected and they don't get their little hill to beast, uh, they start burning crap down. And I'll tell you what, and, and this is this is your forte, and um, you're more astute on it than, than I am, and I'm not being cheeky. But uh, if I was at a March for Trump rally and I had happened to me what happened to uh, these good patriots in Berkeley, California, where they got punched in the face, hit in the face with sticks, spit on, it looked like they are going to be torn limb from limb, uh, Skip, where I hail from, and where I currently live now, if you do that to me, you might get shot in the chest yeah. or in the head. You know, I mean, this, this yeah. is unbelievable, brother. Yeah, it is, and it's running rampant. Uh, boy, you know, the thing that I tell people is get out of the city. If you're in the city, move away from the city. Only go to the city if you have to. And I really think it's going to get worse. Uh, when things start to get warmed up, you know, across the country, Chicago, Detroit, all these New York City, um, you know, these people are they're going to come out of their little hidey holes and because uh, that, that's what they do. Every summer they go out, well, let's tear up our neighborhood. Let's destroy our own city. I just think it's going to be really bad. I think you're going to see a lot of race stuff. I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a lot of pushback from Trump's uh, illegal immigrant uh, pushback. But uh, what do you think about Trump? Well, what's, how's Trump working out for you right now? Uh, he's great for business, man. Uh, as much as, uh, as much as, a lot of people thought, you know, well, once once Trump gets elected, then you, there's not going to be any kind of negative stuff to write about. You don't get to bash Obama. You don't get to do uh, memes of Michelle and make fun of her. Uh, the 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 Hillary uh, tirades die down, and it's just there's there's just nothing to report anymore, Doug. So you're in the wrong kind of business. And I'm like. Oh, contraire. Uh, the yeah. left is still going to be the left. They're still going to do uh, uh, psycho stuff. And, um, you know, Trump's policies and, and what his executive orders and undoing what Obama has done and uh, in the and then reporting on the, the course that he has charted from a new side of publishing, uh, it's been, he's been great for business. And um, so... I'm giddy. I knew he's gonna. I knew he's gonna get elected when he announced. And people say, "Oh, you know, you're you're Monday morning quarterback in this thing." It's like, no, no, I'm not. Look at my columns. I knew that he was going to uh, be the one uh, to get behind that desk in the Oval Office. I knew Cruz wasn't going to be uh, able to do it as much as I, I appreciate and and uh, honor Ted Cruz and his work and service. Uh, Rubio didn't have a chance in hell. Uh, Nobody wanted another Bush up there with a uh, low-energy jab. And uh, Trump had uh, testicular fortitude uh, to stick it to the hill the beast and to the corrupt uh, GOP or So I'm happy, and uh, I pray for his safety because I really think the, the left are going to try to take him out, Skip. I know it sounds goofy, but uh, these people are unhinged, just absolutely unhinged. Help me with this one, Skip. If you're in, if you're in a rally... I know the laws vary from state to state, 
And you get these people dressed up in these little black dicky outfits, and they got black face masks on, and they start punching me or my wife or threatening, like, my grandson that's there at the rally. What do you do? I know what Caveman Doug would do, uh, but um, is, is it legal to ask a Judge Andrew Napolitano question to use deadly force in those kind of situations? Well, everything's dependent on the totality of the circumstances, but from what you've just described, um, what you're going to need is uh, a lot of high-capacity magazines because you, you would be legally justified in using deadly force, and certainly someone comes after my, my wife and my kids. Their life is forfeit, and I have very good legal protection. That's the key. Well, you know, when, when you talk about something, a situation like that, I mean, there's, there's as much justice in America as you can afford. And we'll have to leave it at that. We're, we're out of time for this segment, but when we come back, we can pick up again. And I want to talk specifically about the effeminization of the American male. Your, your latest book uh, talks all about it. So, uh, folks, we will be right back with Doug Giles, author from Texas, uh, on the Home Defense Show. My name is Cedric Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, we are back on the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel, and we are speaking with author Doug Giles, uh, who has a lot of energy this morning, and I expect he has a lot of energy every morning. Uh, Doug, how do you keep energized? I love your the way you're talking right now. How do you do that? Uh, vodka. <laughs> In the morning? <laughs> of course. I've got radio interviews. You know, I get a big bottle of Tito's, uh, like half a gallon, and uh, try to work and kill like three-quarters of that before I go on air. So it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of people, uh, some of my buddies that are comedians, they love uh, a couple Red Bulls. I go straight for the vodka, man. Well, you know, I, I don't feel quite as uh, masculine as you because I'm drinking uh, chocolate milk. <laughs> it's not from a sippy cup, is it? No, it's not from a sippy cup. <laughs> you know what? I just looked in my uh, I just looked in my mug, and this is not vodka. It's coffee. So I was wrong. Oh, Never mind. Okay. Well, hey, Doug, I want to talk about your your latest book, Classification: The Feminization of the American Male. Just an awesome. Book. I mean, I was honored to be uh, the publisher for that. I had a feeling in the, the present political climate it would do really, really well, but it has far exceeded my expectations. So 
Tell us uh, about your book. Uh, first, classification. What the flying lip lock is that? Well, uh, Skip, crucifixion, it's the act or process of a man being shamed, taught, led, pastored, drugged, or otherwise coerced or cajoled, and is thrown out his brain, handing over his balls, and formally abandoning the rarefied air, Skip, of the testosterone leader fog that God and nature hardwired a dude to dwell in, and instead becoming a weak, effeminate, mangina-sporting, shriveled-up little quail. And uh, that's from the Doug Giles 2016 Dictionary of Grow the Hell Up. You little, you know what? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you, can, uh, you can say it on the air here. You know, the, the book's been cooking in me for many moons. Uh, I've, I've spoken all over the world about um, issues regarding masculinity and uh, culture. And uh, I think if uh, a parent has a boy uh, in their household, they ought to be very leery of uh, three different things. Uh, pop culture, number one. Uh, number two, public school. I, I wouldn't. If you hate your kid, put them in public school. That's what I say. They're not the public school that you and I used to go to. You know, uh, it's not yeah. the Mayberry RFD. Those are Gentile bastions of propaganda and misinformation. Now, no, I'm, I'm painting them with a big, massive uh, Doug Giles, big broad brushstroke. But by and large, that's what they are. You're not going to get them grounded in traditional values. They're not going to understand our, uh, understand our founding docs. They're not even going to really uh, excel at the at the three R's that two of them don't even be, uh, begin with an R. But they will turn them into little uh, Nancy boys. And if they show any kind of uh, masculinity, if the testosterone starts coming through your young son, they're going to put them on uh, drugs or they're going to discipline that behavior away from them instead of teach them how to steer that factor yeah. hunter hero leadership greatness. I think, well, I think a lot of I think a lot of churches have feminized men. They make Jesus way more lame than the Christ of the Bible and they push this, you know, bearded lady type Jesus onto young men instead of him being the, the rowdy thirty young thirty year old uh, rebel that he was. Well I think a lot of people uh they don't realize that the God of the New Testament is also the God of the Old Testament. And you look in the Old Testament, man, your God, he really, he kicks some ass. I mean, big time. You look at how Christ rolled, everybody, everybody's like, well, you know, what would Jesus do? Well, he wouldn't go around spitting out aphorisms like an over-medicated Oprah Winfrey. The guy went for the jugular. If you were a corrupt politician, if you were a corrupt priest, if you were a stupid disciple... Uh, that that wasn't getting the message after three years of schlepping uh, with with the Lord, He'd let you have it right between the eyes. And and uh, people think I'm nutty on this. Listen, they killed him for a reason. It was his yeah. mouth. So um, uh, he is not again the doe-eyed, feminine hygiene version, stained glass, you know, porcelain skin doll that everybody purports him to be. Uh, and his disciples. Those were like the crew of the deadliest catch, rough, cussing fishermen. I've been a fisherman all my life. Those are some of the roughest critters on the planet, uh, and that's who Christ chose to represent him. So a lot of churches don't bring that out anymore. It's, it's way too sterilized and disinfected, and I think a lot of churches is, are filled with homosexuals also, and they have them in places of leadership, especially the Catholic Church. So I would be very leery of public schools. 
I'd be very leery of uh, pop culture, and I'd be very leery of certain branches of evangelicalism and Catholicism. Faux show. Well, yeah, Sarah and I, we pulled our three youngest. We have a 5, 7, and 10-year-old. Sarah's an electrical engineer. I mean, she was making, she was pulling out a lot of money. And she said, you know, Skip, we got to get them out of the public school system. I want to homeschool my kids. It's costing us a lot of money just to homeschool our, our own kids, but we feel that it's worth it. Because I, I look at my three kids now, and I go, wow, I mean, we are making some quality kids. And my, my 10-year-old son, he would not last two hours in public school because he'd be kicking somebody's ass. I mean, he, he, right. he, would, he would just go after him. And that's good. And I hear what you're saying about about the churches as well. Just from a straight read of the, the, the biblical text in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the account of uh, Jesus' life, uh, that, that guy was that guy was definitely a dangerous man. I think if you didn't have the moxie that it takes and uh, the spiritual fortitude, I think you'd run from him because uh, you know he he goes straight into the pit of vipers and uh, overturn their tables. And I don't know, you know, a lot of uh, pastors that that have that kind, <laughs> that kind of hook. Yeah. Uh, not the ones that I've seen in their little cardigans and their their uh, Mister Rogers, you know, little. Hair, hairdo and, and, uh, nicety nice and their little loafers and stuff. I think we've completely bastardized the gospel and the image of Christ. And, uh, God forgive the American church for doing that. Alright, let's, let's segue now into something related to home defense. You know, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing more and more women coming to my concealed carry classes, which is a good thing. Uh, how does it affect home defense, personal defense, family defense? when we're raising a whole bunch of male wussies. What, what, what does that mean? Well, it means, uh, I mean, you're seeing what's happening, the tangible result of the pushification in the United States is women saying, listen, if uh, you're not going to protect the household, uh, I'm going to do it. Whether they're male or partner or husband or boyfriend or father, even if he is a pussy, they should, or if he's not a pussy, they should learn how to defend themselves you know, par excellence. My daughters are uh, 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 first black belts in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in the world. Uh, they're, they're both, uh, I wouldn't say weapons experts, but, man, I wouldn't want them drawn down on me. But the pussification uh, makes people sitting ducks, family sitting ducks, you know, for, for bad people, no matter uh, whether it's at home or when you're out on the town. Uh, back in the caveman day, days, if some cave knucklehead from some other tribe tried to steal a man's brontosaurus ribs or the wheel he just invented or his hot cave woman or they tried to harm his snaggletooth cave brood uh, back in those days uh, skip the man, the man under attack would find a pterodactyl bone and beat the bejesus out of somebody that's what man and men did nowadays it's they have all the accoutrements they have the lumberjack uh, plaid skirts they have the big lumberjack beards they don't know how to gut a deer, change a tire, or uh, double tap the center mass of some jackass who's accosting his tribe. You know, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do when I have a five-year-old daughter. That's, that's my youngest. Man, what what kind of a gene pool is she going to have to choose from when, uh, you know, in 13, 14, 15 years when she starts uh, looking for, a, you know, a, a hunter, protector husband? I mean, what's going to be out there for her? Yeah, they're they're in the country. They're in Texas. I tell uh, 
when uh, when I do speaking engagements and and uh, on the radio and interviews, get emails and questions on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And girls like I need a I need a man, a real man. <laughs> it's like well. If you want to get hit in the, hit by a truck, you got to stand on the interstate. And if you want to uh, find a, a real dude, you got to get where they still incubate and uh, grow and, and cherish those kind of values. And you know what? It's not in big cities, that's for sure. Not in yeah. liberal cities. They'll be all right. Jesus wants them to have a kick-ass husband. He hears your prayers. And uh, and I guarantee that after uh, 13 more years of Skip Coriel, that their their discernment levels and their level of alpha femaleness is going to be a natural sieve to sort out all the other punks and welfare brats and losers that would might come knocking at her door. Yeah, well, you know, I'm starting to get, to get an appreciation for arranged marriages. I know, you know, that that's the way they did it in the Old Testament. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I mean, they would send their sons over to to you know their relatives to to pick a mate and. You know, I, I'm not into marrying uh, cousins, but I, I can see why uh, maybe the, they might do something like that. You know, back in that culture, maybe there wasn't a whole lot to choose from, and I'm starting to think our culture is uh, a little more like that. But as long as they bring uh, big gobs of money and and uh, they have a big ranch uh, to uh, to hunt on and stuff for for the father-in-law, right? Oh, absolutely. Gosh, yes. I've got 20 acres, and it's not it's not near enough. Hey, Doug, this has been fantastic. Um, let's uh, let's go over real quickly uh, the the books that you've uh, written for White Feather Press. I mean, you you've written Raising Righteous Proud Girls. Uh, you, you you know we've uh, published that book on Sandy Hook Massacre, Raising uh, Boys Feminists Will Hate, and then Fistification and the Coloring Book. Tell people uh, take about 30 seconds and tell people about the, the Coloring Book. Yeah, the coloring book for college crybabies after uh, Trump dusted the Hilda Beast in the general election and we saw the, the, the little snowflakes begin to melt and have to have therapy dogs and, uh, aroma, uh, sessions and coloring books to cry in and to, uh, color and to, and to, um, purge their angst from, from being left high and dry. I decided as a good Christian man, Skip, that I must do something to help, and that's uh, why I came up with the coloring book for college crybabies. Probably the most offensive coloring book known to mankind. Skip, I, I know I, I know I wrote it and I illustrated it, and it's probably uh, uh, self-preening to say something like this, but that's a funny little book. I laughed so hard. I haven't looked at it in about a, a month or so. I laughed so hard the other day when I picked it back up that milk came out of my nostrils, and, man, I haven't had milk in like 11 years. Doug, tell our listeners how they can uh, get a hold of you. Where can they learn about all things Doug Giles? Yeah, my main stomping grounds is uh, ClashDaily.com. That's ClashDaily.com. That's where we're there every day knocking it out, man. 200 million page views. Skip, crazy. Uh -huh. No clue it would be uh, one of the top conservative sites when we started. We just got pissed off, want to make a little noise, and uh, – I think we found a tribe over on Facebook. We've got 1.2 million Facebook fans and an engagement rate of anywhere from, uh, jeez, 900,000 to uh, 10 million. Sometimes it gets ridiculous per week. I am honored to have you as a friend and as a White Feather Press author. Doug, you're doing a great job out there, and uh, we're going to have you on the show again. So thank you very much, Doug, for doing everything that you do for America. Thank you, Skip. Stay rowdy, buddy.
All right, folks, we will be right back in a couple of minutes with more on the Home Defense Show, and we will do our weekly wrap-up. Welcome to my dad's Home Defense Radio Show. You're going to love it. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, friends, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. Now, that was an interesting last two segments with Doug Giles, was it not? I tell you, that guy is just flat-out different. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Have you noticed that he really doesn't care what other people think about him? I noticed that. And I think that's great. In a world of political correctness gone mad, if you care about what other people think about you to the exclusion of everything else, what good are you? You're just a politically correct clone. That's all you are. And Doug Giles is no clone. He's an individual. He's unique. He stands up for what he believes in. And he is incredibly masculine. Now, today's colleges, universities, would say that Doug Giles is suffering from toxic masculinity syndrome. What the hell is that, anyways? Toxic masculinity syndrome? That's crazy. You know, and I I was wondering about that. So, I like Doug Giles. I like the way he is. I, I like being a man. I like being masculine. I like all of those things. When Doug was talking about, you know, the cavemen, you know, someone tries to steal his woman or hurt his family, he picks up a... uh pterodactyl bone and beats the crap out of them. I'm, call me old-fashioned, but that's what men are supposed to do. We're supposed to protect our families. Now, that doesn't mean women are supposed to protect their families. They are. But they do it in different ways. And they're not as prepared for a physical confrontation as men are. Men and women are different. I'm sorry, of. Uh, But men and women are different. That's the way that it is. God made us that way, and it's not going to change. You you can teach it in colleges, in elementary schools, in kindergarten, but it's not going to change that men and women are different. It's just going to confuse these poor little children that we have out there. It used to be that men didn't have to take a class in college to learn to understand their masculinity. Who, who taught us masculinity? I learned it from my dad. I watched him. 
the good and the bad, I might add. But that's the way it was. I, I watched my dad. I watched him interact with his friends. I watched my uncles. I watched my grandpa. And I just kind of absorbed it through osmosis. So when I grew up, I instinctively understood that when a lady is walking through a door, I hold the door open for her. That's called chivalry. That's knighthood. When one of the other boys at school or on the bus was trying to hurt my sister. Now, I'll preface that by saying, hey, nobody hurts my sister but me, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to go back and apologize years after uh, to my sisters. But I was more aggressive, um, and that was part of my masculinity. But, hey, when someone tried to pick on my little brother, my little sister, they had to get through me first. They had to deal with me because I would protect them. I had that protective instinct. Now, what exactly is masculinity? Masculine, as defined by dictionary.com, pertaining to or characteristic of a man or men, having qualities traditionally ascribed to men as strength and boldness. Now, personally, I believe that masculinity is a really nice trait to have, especially if you're a man. I mean, geez, my wife likes it. I like it. My kids like it. Masculinity is what makes me step between my wife and my children in danger. If someone tries to hurt my kids, they try to hurt my wife. I'm hardwired by God Almighty to pull out my gun and blow his freaking head off. That's part of my masculinity. It's real interesting. I was reading an article in preparation for this about the differences between men and women. And I I saw this one. Uh, it's on a website called bravetheworld.com. And it's 50 real differences between men and women. And a very scientific study. Brain scans, controlled studies, evolutionary psychology, and anthropology demonstrate that men and women are not the same. <laughs> I knew that when uh, I was three years old. We are physically and mentally different. Physically, we're stronger. Physically, we are uh, faster. We're stronger. We're faster. Um, that's why men usually excel in sports. You take a man and a woman, all other things equal, uh, the man will be stronger and faster. It's just the way that it is. Now, the problem is when people try to assign worth to that. Men and women are created equal, but they're not created the same. We have equal worth. We don't have equal abilities. Men are better at some things, and women are better at other things. It says uh, here, we input, process, and deliver information differently. We evolved with different priorities, and we are marinated in different combinations of hormones. Wow, I'm a, I'm a hormone cocktail. This leads to a misaligned interpretation of reality, which creates conflict not only in our love lives, but in our family lives and the lives of our children. And then they list 50 things. Number one, men and women don't see in the same way. 
the male retina is thicker. It has more M cells, magnocellular, whatever that is. M cells are responsible for, for tracking the movement of objects, so we we are drawn to motion. The female retina is thinner. It has more P cells, parvocellular. P cells are responsible for identifying objects and analyzing texture and color. Number two, female babies like faces. Male babies like moving objects. Boys and girls like to draw different things. Females hear better than males. <laughs> i got to use that one on my wife. I'm sorry, honey. The reason I can't hear you is because uh, I'm a man. You're just going to have to deal with it. i got to send her a copy of this. Uh, personally, I don't think it's going to work. Music affects us differently. Males will automatically block out certain sounds. <laughs> I wonder, you know, I never seem to hear, Honey, uh, will you take out the trash? That one, it just escapes me. That's number six right there. I'm blocking out that sound because I'm a man. Uh, females can verbally express their emotions better than males. Yeah, no kidding, Sherlock. Boys use movement to think. Groups of boys play differently than groups of girls. Boys like to play in larger groups. They focus on the game itself. They're rough and tumble, very competitive, confrontational. They are confrontational. Women focus on relationship building. You know, they, they t- take turns 20 times more often than boys do. They like to make collaborative proposals. You know, can't we all just get along? You know, when, every time I see that bumper sticker called Coexist, I just want to hit the accelerator and run that fool off the road. I mean, it's a nice goal, but we're not going to coexist. We're just not. These traits that a woman has, relationship building, collaborative proposals, all that stuff, that's all good stuff until um, a guy steps out from the shadows holding a knife and tries to rape your wife. The woman, she'll try and reason with him and, you know, appeal to his better side, his emotions. I'm not going to do that. You know, I got a Smith & Wesson M&P full frame on my right hip. I'm just going to pull it out. I'm going to put about 10 shots into his uh, upper chest area. You know, they say uh, masculinity can be toxic. But you know what? In a situation like that, give me that toxic masculinity. Let's look that up. I, I saw that here uh, on this website. Forbes.com had an article about that. They defined uh, toxic masculinity. Duke University did a study on that. A noun, a false idea that men are expected to be as manly as possible, even though they're definitely not regularly expected to drink gallon-sized beers in under three seconds, grow out gravely beards by mere thought alone, kill sharks with their brave hands. That's worthless. You know what? I can't kill a shark with my bare hands. I'm not even a strong swimmer. But if a shark comes at me and my family, I'm going to get between my family and that shark. While, while the shark's eating me, my family can get away. That's the way it is. Uh, here's a better definition. The Good Men Project blog defines toxic masculinity as a narrow and repressive description of manhood, designating manhood as defined by violence, sex, status, and aggression. That is part of masculinity, but it's not everything. Along with that, you have things like Christian virtues. It's not toxic masculinity that I want to protect my family and that I'm willing to use deadly force to do that. I, I saw an article where universities 
were having workshops for men to help them tone down their masculinity. Just being masculine was toxic, and they had to stop doing that. And I thought, my gosh, those poor parents are paying a fortune to educate their their son, and he's being taught that masculinity is bad. Masculinity is not bad. Masculinity for a man, it's a prerequisite to being a man. Now, certainly, you know, some men have more masculine traits, and some men are toxic, but it's not because they're masculine. It's because they're jerks. They weren't raised right, or they made bad decisions, or they're mean, or they're evil, filled with rage, all of those things. So that raises the question, what what do women want in a man? Do, do women want some Nancy boy who, you know, shaves his legs and his chest, waxes his chest, you know, plucks his eyebrows and gets a nice tan? What does a woman want? I don't think a woman is really drawn to that kind of a person, at least not as a mate, not as a lifelong mate. I think she wants someone who can protect her, someone who can uh, make a decent wage, someone who's not lazy, someone who will at least try to be sensitive to her emotions, someone who will try to understand the differences between men and women. I mean, I do that. Uh, It's hard. It does not come naturally to me. And it's because I'm not wired to think like a woman. And women are not wired to think like a man. They don't understand us. We don't understand them. I mean, you can get an oversimplified view of it. But the bottom line is, no matter what else you think about me, about my masculinity, if someone tries to hurt you, I will try and protect you. And that's a good thing. And you'll agree, at the moment of truth, when someone's trying to hurt you, you'll say, hey, Go masculine, go. You are my team. But hey, folks, we are almost out of time here. What I'd like to do is just end by uh, saying go to Amazon.com, pick up Doug Giles' uh, book, Pussification, the Effeminization of the American Male, and get the coloring book for college crybabies. You'll like that one, too. Uh, A lot of good stuff out there. Uh, And again, pick up Civilian Combat. The Concealed Carry Book by Skip Coriel. That's me uh, in all my masculine splendor. We have to go for this week, but you know the drill. Go home, protect your family. That's what you're supposed to do. It's your job. Love God, honor your fellow man, love your country, love your family. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.